This episode of Now This Is Lit is brought to you by Audible. Check the link in the description to get your first Star Wars audiobook free. Everyone loves free things. Click that link. Do it. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. You're listening to Now This Is Lit, a podcast about Star Wars books, the people who make them, and the readers who just can't get enough of them. I'm your host, McDowell. I use she, her pronouns. And this is our episode on the best Star Wars books of 2023. I have my producer, Devor, with me, and I hope that as you're listening to this episode, you also think about your favorite books and writers from the year. And let us know what those are. But first, enjoy our picks for the best books of the year. What a year. Correct. What a year in general. What a year for Star Wars books and Star Wars in general. Um, It's been a great year and kind of a weird year. But in terms of Star Wars books, it's been fantastic. It really has. And that's what we're going to talk about today. But first, we need to acknowledge something that has happened. (laughs) Go on. Um... Well, we don't normally talk about uh, current events on the show, um, we need to acknowledge that on our last episode, which you were also on, uh, we did a book Q&A. And in this book Q&A, we talked about how there aren't a lot of books, especially in canon, set between episodes one and two, the movies. And that episode came out last week. And all, it was all good and fine. And then, and then Star Wars book said, but what if, what if we announced a new book about Mace Windu set between episodes one and two? We manifested it, baby. And that's exactly what happened. Um, Mace Windu, The Glass Abyss by Stephen Barnes is coming out next summer. This summer, next summer. I don't know. The, the 2024 summer time. Um... And I'm very excited about it. And the cover is probably one of the best Star Wars book covers I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it's a gorgeous cover. Um, I, I saw this announcement and I just laughed because I was like, literally, we just talked about this. Yep. We just talked. Well, that's why I wanted to acknowledge it because, hey, there's a new Star Wars book coming out. Well, there are new Star Wars books coming out before that one. But now we know of Star Wars book releases through August, I suppose. So. Um, that's fun, but we're not really here to talk about 2024 Star Wars publishing. We'll get to that. Today we're here to talk about Star Wars books from 2023. Uh, This is the episode where we kind of talk about, we call it the best books, uh, best Star Wars books of 2023, but it's really our favorites, um, because best is determined by what we liked the most. Um, and you know, we kind of, we picked some categories that we're going to go through. And individually, we went off and we came up with our own uh, bests for those categories. Um, some of them were hard. Some of them were very easy. Um, but one thing I did want to acknowledge before we start is we don't really touch on comics. We're not going to touch on comics in this kind of best of list. And that's not because Star Wars comics aren't important. It's not because I don't like them. 
we don't like them. It's not anything to do with that. It's the fact that we haven't, I, we haven't really been keeping up with the comics enough to really, especially this year, to be able to say um, what the best was because we haven't read enough of them. Um, I would like to who have had a, more, a wider um, experience of having read different comics to be able to pick um, which ones I thought were great. Couldn't really justify doing that this year, but I promise, um, as we'll talk about in uh, an upcoming episode, um, we'll be able to talk a lot more about comics um, at the end of 2024 and really um, give the artists and the writers and everyone involved um, the love and appreciation they deserve. We just couldn't do it this year, and I'm sorry about that, um, but I know that there were a lot of good comics this year, and we're going to try um, to make sure that we highlight them next year. Didn't quite get to them this year, but that's why we don't have a comics category. I just wanted to acknowledge that because I feel not great about it, but it's kind of just, it is what it is, you know? All right. So I figured we could start. Do you want to go through just what all the categories are? Yes. And then we will go through what our, what our picks were, kind of why we liked them. Um, you want to just read through the categories? Yes. So we have... We've got a bunch of categories. We're doing this in kind of classic award show format. Wanted to do something a little bit different and interesting, not just be like, you know, picking our three favorites or yeah, whatever. Right. You know, you know, jazz it up a little bit. So the categories that we have, we've got best middle grade, best young adult, best adult book. We've got categories for best short story, best debut author, best audiobook, best cover. And then finally, we've got our of the years. So we've got the character of the year, the author of the year, and the book of the year. And again, you know, just to reiterate what Meg said, because again, we're doing this in kind of award show format. We've got, you know, we're using the label of best, but the best is really just reflecting our personal preferences here. So we're not doing some kind of objective evaluation of, you know, some claims about like, this is, you know, this book or whatever is objectively quote unquote better than the other books that came out. Yeah. This is just reflecting the things that really hit us, resonated with us. We really enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. This is not based on like ratings, what the audience thinks. And I'll try to, I want to incorporate more of your, you, the audience's thoughts and opinions next year. But again, this is the first time we're doing this. I honestly don't have a big enough reach to kind of be able to get a lot of audience opinions especially um now because it's a little too late for that but uh we'll give you more of a <laughs> i want to hear more of your thoughts next year again this is just we're trying this this year we're gonna see how we do but this is literally just our opinions um not how the community feels so uh, don't get mad at us this is just what we liked <laughs> um also hello welcome back to the show i didn't technically introduce you even though i did in the intro intro um but once again for like the seventh time or whatever it is uh welcome back thank you wonderful producer always happy to be here (laughs) um okay who who wants to go first i can go first you go first all right so for our first category that we introduced which is the best middle grade star wars book of 2023 i gave my award to star wars hunters (gasps) battle for the arena by marco shiro so did I. Look at that. <laughs> I, I wondered. If, I, I figured we'd have, probably have some more in common than we would if we were doing space movies. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think we'll probably have a decent amount of overlap on this list. 
Okay, one of the reasons, there are a lot of reasons I picked this book. Um, one of them is because you all slept on it and no one talked about it. Correct. <laughs> now, you all slept on it for a semi-legitimate reason, which is that the game on which this is based is trapped in a waiting for Godot-esque limbo <laughs> in which most of us in the world are simply waiting by the side of the road and we keep being told... Star Wars Hunters is not here today, but it'll come tomorrow, yeah. and it never shows up. Yeah, we, we just recently got another, like, delay announcement. They're working on it. I appreciate that they want to make it the best game possible at, when it comes out. I do appreciate that more than it being rushed. I don't want anyone overworked. I want y'all to take as long as you need. I'm not mad. But also, I, I'm not super sure why this book still came out, but I'm so glad that it did. <laughs> Yeah, this book is delightful. And I think you really can't, as evidenced by our pick, you can enjoy it without the context of the video game. The yeah. book does a good job in terms of just giving you what you need to know about the video game yeah. characters to both like the characters and then be invested in this story. Yeah. So don't feel like, oh, I haven't played Hunters. I can't read this book. Yeah. You will get what you need to in this book. And it's just, it's a really wonderful book. I mean, yeah, you talked about like it got slept on, I think for the Hunters reason. I think it maybe also got slept on. We may have talked about this in a prior episode, mm -hmm. which is that I think for a lot of folks who are not, you know, professional book reviewers, yeah. like who do this, either vocationally or avocationally, I think we sometimes have a hard time figuring out exactly what to do with middle grade books. Yeah. yeah. Because we're so far out of the demographic for which the book is intended Yeah, that I think sometimes when talking about middle grade books, we tend to ascribe adult book categories and criteria onto them when it yeah. really doesn't work that's not what the book is tended to function so there's sometimes sometimes i think with with some of us who just kind of do this for fun there is a little bit of trying to fit the square peg into the round hole yeah. when we talk about middle grade books yeah. but yeah i i read the, well i listened to this book which doesn't mean i read it because yeah. audiobooks is a valid form of reading yay and I thought it was delightful. I yeah. really love the story. I love the message, which is all about, you know, self-acceptance and, you know, fitting it. And, you know, like trying to find a group of people and friends where you yeah. belong. It's a really good book. So really check it out. Yeah. If you've got a, you know, a young person in your life, a kid, a cousin, whatever, a sibling, and you want to get them into Star Wars books, I think this is a great way to do it because, it doesn't really make a lot of assumptions about you knowing a lot about the Star Wars universe. Exactly, I love it that. It is kind of a self-contained book. Yeah. So I think it's a really great entry book also if you have a kid that you want to get into Star Wars or you want to get them into Star Wars books, you can give them this. Yeah, yeah so really good book. And yes, you all slept on it. Go read it. Yeah. And um, shout out to Marco Shiro, the author of the book, who I interviewed on the show earlier this year about the book, Go. I will link to that episode or go back, scroll back a little bit to March, I believe. Find it. Um, one of my one of my favorite interviews from this year. Um, absolutely delightful. Um, and getting to hear more about how this book happened. Um, and just amazing. So go listen to that too when you're done with this. Um, and maybe that will get you to read the book. The other thing about this book is that it made me want to play the game. So I think it yeah, works both same. ways. Um. But definitely, like you said, uh, you may not have played the game yet, 
Um, most of us have not, but uh, you should read the book. Um, it's not a, it's not a video game novelization more so as it's like a an introduction to the. It's kind of like. Um, a universe within the universe because it's a lot of world building in terms of like what is this arena yeah like what how does this work um but also set in the larger star wars universe and it's it takes place during a specific time period in the universe all that so um it's a valid book it's a good book you may have missed out on it but i'm telling you right now you gotta fix that Um, well, this is great. We we started off with uh, a common pick. Let's see how many more times that happens. All right. I'll introduce the second category, and then you can go first. So our, our next category is the best young adult Star Wars book of 2023. Tales of Light and Life. <laughs> oh, okay. It is technically a young adult book. Um, this okay. is the short story High Republic collection, the first High Republic short story collection that they've done. One of the many things I loved about this is every High Republic author, including Alyssa Wong, who technically hasn't had a book come out that's High Republic yet, but that's January. Um, every single author got to have a voice, to have a story. And there were a lot of them. And they, they, you know, they don't like fit together. They're not like one story fits into another one, like timeline wise or whatever. But it's really what it does is... Um, it builds up to phase three, but in a like in a in some cases fun, other cases this is terrifying, but also in a good way. Um, you know, in a way where you're like, because it takes place across you know phase one, phase two, leading right up to phase three. Um, I need to read that story again now that phase three started, but um, I I really enjoyed it. I loved everything about it. The stories were very different from each other um, in tone. All of that, um, you know, all different characters, all characters that you already love, new characters. Um, and I liked getting to see, like, every author back-to-back kind of, like, telling their own story within the High Republic. It was really, really fun because you see it across the High Republic, but not, like, one right after the other like that very often. Yeah. Um, and the fact that they were able to do this and come together and build this thing. Um, another book that I don't think got – it's High Republic, so it got more attention than – uh battle for the arena for example but um still not enough because it's young adult because it's a short story collection but if you haven't read you don't have to read it before you start phase three or anything like that there's nothing like super vital that like you have to know what happens before you get to it but i still highly highly recommend we were gonna do an episode on it for the show this year didn't happen but we will still get to it um please read it i loved it an excellent pick. I did not realize it counted as YA. It, it does, yeah. All right. All right, so my pick for the best young adult Star Wars book of 2023 is Kevin Scott's Path of Vengeance. Hey. The closing book of Phase 2 ends Phase 2 in spectacular, dreadful fashion. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I love the way that it, you know, brought all of the the stuff on Dalna and such to a kind of conclusion and how it wrapped up, you know, Marta's stories, the story of the path and everything, but then also giving us sort of those crumbs going into beyond phase two. Yeah. It's a very, very good book. Um, you know, there were not a ton of YA books to choose from this year. Mm-hmm. Um, there were three. 
Correct. So the the pool was not very large, but we hit two of them. Um, and Path of Vengeance. I want to read it again because I really, really, really enjoyed it. But um, you know, having once again started Phase Three, I want to go back and like see where like Phase Two kind of like leaves off in the books. Plus, Kevin Scott just like he just nails it every time. Um, a story in uh, Tales of Light and Life also very good, but. Um, it's a really good book. It's very, it's very dark. Yes. Um, so if you like that in your Star Wars books, there you go. That's a good pick. All right. Our third category is the best adult Star Wars book of 2023. So my pick for the best adult book is Inquisitor, Rise of the Red Blade Yay, me too. by Delilah S. Dawson. <laughs> Yay. I struggled with this one. It was this between one's a hard one. yeah. it was between this and Cataclysm for me. Okay. Um, because I love like those I loved both of those books. Um Red Blade just had this effect on me where like I I really like felt everything that the main character felt. And I really it made me one of the reasons I picked ended up picking this book is because it made me think a lot deeper about Star Wars about the Jedi about that era and things that are going on and the Clone Wars and you know that deeper question of why do some Jedi turn away and why do they make the choices that they make and things like that um it was so great to have Delilah Dawson back um in the universe it had been a while um and what a way to come back yeah this was just an amazing book. I mean, telling this really sweeping story going from really pre the Clone Wars through the Clone Wars into the early Empire, following this one character and their struggles as a Jedi and their subsequent turn to the dark side and then their career as an Inquisitor. You know, we mentioned this on the the last episode we were on. I was talking about how Every time we get a new Inquisitor story, they still do manage to do something fresh and original right. with it. Yeah. And Delilah Dawson really does that yeah. in in this book in giving us this unique perspective of why would a Jedi voluntarily want to join up with the Inquisitors? Right. And this was an instance that's very rare for me these days where... I didn't get to order 66 and go, not again. Yeah. <laughs> because the, the way that it's done in this book is very, very good. And that's not a spoiler. You know it's going to happen. Um, it, like, it snuck up on me. Yeah. I was not does. expecting it to happen when it yeah. did. Yeah. It just really hit me like, oh, oh, we're already here. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Oh, it's happening. The pacing of this book, that's what it does. It's yeah. so good. It is so good. And you like, because you need to have all that lead up to kind of build her character and show like, why do you get to this turning point? And then you get there and it's like rapid fire, rapid fire, all these things happen and oh, it's so good. And then the tie into the comic. Um, yes. It's so good. It's such a good book. Um, very good and well-deserved um, pick for this category. And I'm going to plug another interview that I've done for the show. Um, shout out to Delilah S. Dawson for coming onto the show and talking to me about this book and being very forgiving that... um. Phasma is no longer in my top five because of this book. Um, appreciate, appreciate the understanding. <laughs> oh, great. All right. Fourth category from which there were a lot to pick this year was best short story. 
shout out to, from a certain point of view, Return of the Jedi for giving us 40 short stories. Correct. Plus the others that we got. Um, yeah. Yeah, there are a lot, a lot of short stories to choose from. And I struggled. I struggled to pick my favorite. Um, I'm going first. Yes. Go ahead. Um, struggled to pick my favorite because they're like both outside and within Fakpov. There were so many good short stories. Like, so many came to mind. I was like, oh, what about this one? Oh, but I loved this one. And this one changed my life. I mean, not really, but maybe. Um, But ultimately, I had to pick one. Yep. And I had to pick the one that I have actively gone back to and listened to again multiple times because I loved it so much. Um, You might already know what my pick is. (laughs) Uh, I had to go with The Chronicler by Danielle Page. From Fakpov, Return of the Jedi. Very nice. Um, as a journalist, <laughs> I had to. Um, but that's actually not why I picked it. Um, because I was, there were a couple other stories I was really, like, really kind of changing up between and trying to figure out what I wanted to pick. But the reason I ended up going with this one is because it really made me think in a much deeper way than I wanted to. Um, it really kind of messed with my head a little bit. It made me think about, like, um, in something like a major event in the world, whether it be war or anything else, it made me think about, like, um, who gets to tell their stories? Yeah. Who gets to be remembered? Um, and, like, man, that like because of that, because it made me think... Um, like that like i'm sorry but how dare <laughs> how dare a short story in a fact book do that to me um but that's why i picked it um fantastic work um i i i think about this story a lot and i will continue to think about it for a long long time an excellent pick yeah and you're right yeah that's a really good story about yeah you know uh, this you know this question about history and memory and how are these events, you know, chronicled, I guess, you know, <laughs> yes. the, the chronicler, you know, like what perspectives do you get on these major events, which is in some ways it being within from a certain point of view is like a little bit meta because yeah. so, so much of the conceit of the whole project is here you get the perspectives on these big events from these sort of side characters. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was a really good one in terms of following this character who is meeting these, the our, our kind of main heroes and is then trying to capture their stories while all these big things are happening. Yeah, I love it. All right, my pick. So, as we've established, this was a big year for Star Wars short stories mm-hmm. between From a Certain Point of View, Tales of Light and Life, other short stories are published in Insider and uh-huh. so on. So there was a lot to pick from. And yet for me, it was very easy to figure out what pick I wanted. Because uh-huh. I thought, of, again, a lot of great Star Wars stories. A lot of ones that really hit. But for me, there was one that just rose above all of them. A Closed Fist Has No Claws by mm. Tessa Grattan. Yeah, that is another short story. I've continued to think about after I read it. That that one messes with you. That one and Screechers Reach from Visions. Mm-hmm. Star Wars owes me therapy bills <laughs> for both of those stories in one year. Oh man. Like a Star Wars uh, uh, sorry. 
a closed fist has no claws is, yeah, I think it is up there among the great Star Wars short stories that we've gotten in recent years. Yeah. It is, as you said, it is haunting. It is an emotional gut punch. Mm-hmm. It, for me, established Marta Rowe as quite possibly the High Republic's most interesting character. Yeah, for sure. She's so complex in terms of her emotions and her motivations and just getting to see her past phase two and getting to follow that you know this character like you see what what happens to a person who you know they put their their faith and their commitment towards this cause and they were sincere about it and they were you know, misled and misused by a bad actor yeah. and what happens to that kind of person afterwards yeah. and how do they deal with that and the decidedly unhealthy problematic Ooh. ways with which Marta Rowe deals with that. Yeah. As you said about tales in general, none of these are you know, required reading mm-hmm. in terms of being able to follow along with the kind of big picture story of the High Republic. But I think this plus Eye of the Storm, the comic book miniseries, I think are really huge if you're somebody who wants to follow, in particular, the Row lineage. Yeah. And understanding how you kind of get to Martian Row and the Nile and what they're doing and why they're doing it. Yeah. I think this is a really important piece of that puzzle. Yeah, it is. Oh, I I want to read it again now. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. I haven't revisited it yet. Revisited it yet, but I want to. Um, that's how good it is. It's like you know, it's a good story when you want to go back and read it again. Um, fantastic pick. All right, our next category here is Best Debut Author. Mm-hmm. So we've had a lot of returning authors, of course, in 2023, but yeah. we've also had some new folks joining the yeah. crop, getting to tell their own stories and enter the world and potentially tell more stories in the upcoming years. Yeah. And so we wanted to acknowledge our best slash favorite debut author for Mm. 2023. Yeah, and it was hard because when we came up with this category, we were like, oh, you know, Sam Maggs. No, because Sam (laughs) Maggs did a short story in a fact pop book. Margo Shiro also did a story. I know. I know. We come up with these categories. I immediately worked on I was like, oh, Cataclysm, Lydia Kang. And I was like, shoot, Empire from a certain (laughs) point of view. She's already done one. So we had to to go to the place we didn't really want to go for this one. We had to go to Fakpov. I mean, it was the place you kind of yeah, have to go. Yeah. So, but um, you know, I I, I don't know who you're going to pick for this one. Okay. Who's going? I to- think it's up. Oh wait, no, I am. Yeah, first you're this first. Time. I think. Yes. Yeah. So, for the best debut author award for writing a a, a very emotional and heartfelt story about a character who you did not expect to be included in this volume. I gave it to Mr. Adam Lance Garcia. Same here. <laughs> Yay! Hey. I feel like I had to clap for that one. <laughs> um, shout out to Adam for, first of all, writing a fantastic story about a character that none of us expected to be in Fat Pop Return of the Jedi. Um, but you made it work. 
you made it a great story. You made me really invested in Dex, who, like, he was okay before. And now I'm like, oh, like, this is... it's, And it was a great story, emotional story. That's only one side of it for me. Um, It's your passion for Star Wars. And it's how much you love the franchise, how big of a fan of the books you are, which I learned in our interview that we did on the show. (laughs) Um, But it's how much you just are so happy to be in these universe. And you know what? All these authors are. But um, you just are so... Your enthusiasm is really like it for me in a lot of ways. Um, And how much you love being here makes us love that you're here so much more. And um, there were a lot of great debut authors in this anthology, but um, Adam really stood out. Yeah, it was just such a good story. Getting to see, like you said the unexpected POV of Dexter Jetster, but getting him to see the celebrations that are happening in the Empire mm-hmm. Falls and from the point of view of this character who now, thanks to really this is established in High Republic Phase 2, has lived many centuries. Yeah. And getting to see him be a little bit more jaded about this where everybody else is celebrating the fall of the Empire, but then this person who has seen all of these different rises and falls happening throughout history being like yes it's a victory but you know how long is it gonna really last and then just getting to see him you know blaming himself for the rise of the empire Mm -hmm. feeling like it was his fault for helping out obi-wan find kamino and him kind of dealing with some of that guilt and working through that and starting to kind of come out of that and starting to find some of his faith and hope again, I thought was just really good. It's such a good story. And it's like, again, you wouldn't think that this would be a story that you'd get, especially this late in the book. Um, But it's perfect. It is perfect. Um, This is one of the reasons I struggled to pick a short story is because I wanted to pick this one. Um, And there were so many great ones. Um, But fantastic work. Um, So happy to have you in Star Wars. And I cannot wait for the next Star Wars that you write. All right, next pick was best audiobook. So you go first. What was your favorite slash best Star Wars audiobook of 2023? There were a lot of good audiobooks this year. Um, many of them narrated by Mark Thompson. <laughs> Not all Correct. of them, many of them. But I had to go with the audiobook um, where we got a lot of different narrators, a lot of different voices. A lot of variety, um, and that would be, of course, Fakpaw Return of the Jedi. Um, Excellent pick. I love it. Yeah. I, I, I started listening to the audiobook, and about two minutes in, I was like, this may be the best audiobook of the year, and it was. <laughs> I love that. Any particular ones that you want to shout out from there? Um, if you haven't heard Mark Thompson um, voice <laughs> a Sarlacc... <laughs> Um, I highly recommend if you listen to no other short stories in this book, I think, um, I'm not going to say anything. Just, just go listen to that one and, uh, let let me know your thoughts. (laughs) Yes. Whatever you think it sounds like, it doesn't sound like that. (laughs) You're not ready. I was not ready. You're not going to be ready. (laughs) Yeah. I loved that one. I loved Sam Witwer's narration of of the Palpatine story. God. So good. Yeah, there were a lot of good ones. 
Yeah, that was an excellent pick. I mm. love that one. My pick for the best audiobook of 2023 goes to Kevin Scott's Path of Vengeance. <laughs> I knew you picked that one. Yeah, and it and the reason that I picked it is for one particular moment that has just really stood out to me of just really good audiobook narration. Mm. And it is the sequence on Dalna when the path is underground in their cavern compound thing. And it is the whole sequence of the mother having her visions Mm -hmm. and then everything afterwards with Marta and she hacks off Yana's arm and all of that. Mm -hmm. It was so just riveting, Mm -hmm. the narration. And you just, you kind of felt the emotion of being in the crowd and everybody's just, you know, getting caught up in their own emotions and everything that's happening. It was just so good. And it just left such an impression with me that I could not pick Path of Vengeance. Yeah. Have not listened to that audiobook um, because I, I, I think I read it before it came out. Um, so got to do that. I, that. I'll do that. I'll do that soon. Um, I think it'll be good. And yeah, that, that's what you um, mentioned to me when you read the audiobook. And I think I asked you what you thought of it. And that was one of the things you said is that you mentioned that scene. Um, yay. Who narrated that one? Was I it, think that's that, a Mark Thompson that our, narration. Our, our dear friend Mark. Um, it, gonna... it's, it's either Mark Thompson or January Lavoie, I okay. think. Both great narrators. <laughs> I, there were so many good audiobooks this year. Um, and there's so many good audiobooks in general. Um, listen to both of those for sure. Yes. All right. Next category to acknowledge the, the artistic side of Star Wars publishing is our pick for best cover. I think it's you. All right, so my pick for best cover, a little bit of a repeat, is Kevin Scott's Path of Vengeance. Same. This is, I think, I think this is my favorite Star Wars book cover, just period. Same. It's like you, once you look at it, like once you have it in front of you, you can't stop staring at it. Yeah, it's very evocative. Yeah. It's got kind of this renaissance painting quality where there's all these things happening yeah, and you exactly. look at different ones like, oh oh there's the jedi in the back and oh there's yeah. the eye of the nile symbol and yeah. hey look there's the nameless coming out of the cavern yeah. there's so much happening mm-hmm. that yes i absolutely yeah. love it and i'm not a huge fan of like a lot of the higher public covers um not just a lot of them don't like jump out at me you know but this one um this one was very different. This one was like, oh, like, I want a poster. Like, as soon as I'm like, I want a poster of that on my wall, that's how I know it's good. Yeah, um, exactly. Oh, who's the cover artist for this one? We're going to look it up, um, and we're going to include you in our little graphic. Um, because yes. Shout out, person. <laughs> you, you, did you, great, did great you did a great job. job. I just didn't remember to look up who you are. Um, but shout out to you, and you will get the recognition you deserve, I promise. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Even if you look at, they release uh, a couple of the unused versions mm. of that. Even those are really gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, I gotta look at those. Yeah. So yeah, Path of Vengeance. Great work. All right, now we get to our of the years, <gasps> starting with our pick of character of the year. We may have the same one. It is possible. <laughs> It is your uh, is your best character of the year a High Republic character? It is not. No. Ha! Ah! 
Okay, okay so we don't have the same well, pick. Martyro is my pick. <laughs> um, kind of like you were saying not that long ago. Um, one of the most interesting characters I think that I've come across in the High Republic so far for me personally. Um, and this year, having been in multiple stories, one of them being the short story that you picked as your best short story of the year. Um, I need more. Um, yeah. And we don't know if we're going to get more or in what capacity or what context. Um, but um, I do, like the my one, I'll call it a gripe with phase two is there wasn't as much of it. And so we didn't get as much time with the characters, which story wise, it made sense. Like the story that we got was a story that we needed to get. Um, but I would love more of Martyro, um personally. No, I do too. Yeah, I think she was the very close number two yeah. pick for me. Yeah. But yeah, I I mean, I've already said some of my bits about Martyro, but yeah, I think the two big stories that we get with her in Path of Vengeance and then in A Closed Fist Has No Claws mm -hmm. are just really good and getting to follow her kind of inner journey and her evolution and how she ends up going from the path into starting the Nile. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I absolutely want more Marta Rowe storytelling at some point. Get us an older Marta. Yeah. Yeah. All right, my pick for character of the year. Like I said, Marta Rowe was, was nibbling on the heels. Mm. She was really close, but I ended up giving it to somebody else for going from a comic book character that had absolutely not any real big significance or any background to becoming a fully fleshed out and compelling and fascinating character. Mm -hmm. I gave it to one Miss Iscatacaris. See, that was my number two. Oh. So I, I really, I like, I was choosing between these two and it was really, really hard. Um, for good reason, though. Um, a character I very much related to in a lot of ways. Um, and again, like you said, never expected to get like an entire like book about this character that was not in the comic for very long. Um, and now is one of the most fascinating characters we've gotten in Star Wars publishing in a minute. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like you said, I mean, there's, of course, the, you know, the A-plot, which is her journey from Jedi Knight and her fall to the dark side. Mm -hmm. But I think even the the whole journey of self-discovery, which is something that yeah. I, you know, really related to of her being from this species and she's never met anyone else like her and she mm -hmm. doesn't know where she comes from yeah. and then learning where she comes from and then going back to that place and finding her family mm -hmm. and... Then her sort of, particularly when she goes back as an inquisitor, you know, going there and then being like, yes, you're my family, my people, but I, by virtue of the choices I've made, I can't really come back here. There's not mm -hmm. a life for me here. Mm -hmm. I think that is just, yeah, that that also resonated on a lot of levels for yeah. me. Yeah, I think she she's so interesting. And I mean... <laughs> We're not going to get more stories with her, no. thanks to her boss. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no one loves killing Inquisitors more than their boss. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think this was just a really, really good exploration. And yeah, had had to give it to Olus Katakaris. Yeah, it was. I almost picked her. Um, oh, yeah. 
it, it, it's it's tragic that we're not getting more of her. But um, what we that what we did get with her, like we talked about before, uh, fantastic. All right, our second of the year, our author of the year. Who was it for twenty twenty three? Who'd you pick for this one? I'm trying to guess. All right, I, I, I went for author of the year again. A lot of great picks across yeah. all the different. Mm genres and mediums of storytelling new and returning authors but once again i had to give it miss delilah s dawson (laughs) for author of the year i love it well i mean for having you know for returning after a minute and returning with this yes um much much deserved for sure um you know it's it, I think what's interesting about authors who have like more than two or three Star Wars books is to be able to like look back and watch like how much they've grown and how their stories have kind of evolved. Like even if they may be about different characters, like this is her best Star Wars book yet. Um, yeah. And it's not her first and it may not be her last. You know, there's like there could be so much more to come. And like, I love that. I love like, you know, that someone gets that chance. Like, of course, we always want to welcome new authors in and we do that quite often um and it's good to see but to be able to see someone like get more opportunities to do really really good things and with really strong characters and very emotional and personal stories um i really really enjoyed it a lot and uh so glad to have her back um having written a couple of my favorite stories books of all time now yeah um great pick um i picked tessa gratton as my author of the Excellent year. Excellent pick. Um, having gotten multiple stories from Tessa and um, the level of emotion that these stories are at and, you know, everything from um, getting very, very deep and in, in some at some points very, very dark, um, like I said, emotional. And then there's the representation factor with certain characters and you get, you know, the you get a little bit of middle grade and you get young adult and all these characters at these different points in the higher public um so glad that we have tessa in the higher public um and uh with more to come with a with a solo novel coming at some point i can't remember if it's next year or the year after that um, yeah it's next year it, it is, is next year temptations S- of the force Sweet. yes all that title um but uh s- such strong work and work that I continue to think about long after it's been published um you know between the short story and everything else um so glad to have you in Star Wars have had you in Star Wars and to get to have you in more Star Wars coming very soon yeah I mean I think in terms of the run of new Star Wars authors that have been added within like less let's say the last year or two right relatively recently I think Tessa Gretton is the one that I am most excited by yeah just because they debuted in spectacular fashion with Path of Deceit. Mm. We just talked about A Closed Fist Has No Claws and the prospect of the upcoming stories in 2024. Mm. And I mean, I want to find their other non-Star yeah, Wars same. books. I really want to... I was I, I was probably a few weeks back or whatever. I was on Libby looking up the audiobooks, like the other Tessa Grattan books. Yes. Because, yeah, just the... You know, the emotional, the evocative storytelling is just so strong that whenever I see, oh, Star Wars story by Tessa Grattan, I'm just now like, oh, like that, I want to, like, I want to get my hands on that as soon as possible. I want to read that. Yeah. 
two very, very great authors. Um, great picks. Yes. All right. And now our final pick. We are closing out our 2023 award show with, of course, Book of the Year. Oh, the best book of 2023. Again, so many to choose from. Um, High Republic, not High Republic. Um, you know, we got a short story collection in there. It's a lot. A lot happened in Star Wars publishing this year. Correct. There was a, there were a lot of great things. Most of the months of the year, um, you know, from Battle of Jeddah all the way through the Eye of Darkness um, and everything in between. Um, I haven't counted yet, um, but I will do that. How many books actually came out this year? You know, like novels. No, I mean, there were also reference books and things like that, but um, there are a lot of great ones to pick from. And it was very, very hard to choose. But I had to go with the book, um, actually, that was good on its own, but then had other media to kind of enhance it and make it even better and make me want to go read it again. Um, and that was, of course, Jedi Battle Scars by Excellent Sam pick. <laughs> Excellent pick. Yeah. Um, loved it. I loved how it was a book set between two video games you know based on these characters but finally like really because it's a book getting inside the characters heads more and kind of really like seeing them um you know still like dealing with a lot of conflict but kind of like between the bigger conflicts of the first game and the second game you know and the book came out before the second game did and you know we're not talking about video games unfortunately on this podcast but i will say um probably one of my favorite star wars games that has ever come out in terms of story and everything else and when that story finished it just really made me realize like oh that book like it may not be required reading like you didn't need to read it to appreciate the game but i'm so glad that i did and i also wanted to go back and read it again and um sam mags took you know these video game characters and this one story that we had and just like completely made it her own thing in the best way possible it's a very sam mags book um and that's a good thing and it is um one i can't wait to revisit and um i hope we get more sam mags star wars in the future yeah battle scar is such an excellent book yeah getting to explore the dynamics of the Mandus crew and how they relate to one another. And like you said, it is not required reading in terms of going from Fallen Order to Survivor. You know, you can pretty much follow what's happening in Survivor. I mean, it does explain, among other things, why Grease has a robo arm yeah. in Survivor. But again, yeah. it's not important to the story to know right, why right, Grease right. has a robo arm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think it really enhanced the gameplay of survivor because you get in battle scars of course them going on a mission and you get to see their own dynamics and stuff and it ends on kind of the this high note of them together and then to go from there to survivor and yeah. they've all gone their separate yeah. ways mm -hmm. and you're like man oh like that hurts yeah again yeah. it yeah. works just as effectively if you just hop from fallen order to survivor right. but you having that middle story there was really good it gave us some really good Marin content mm -hmm. because she's not really that big a part of fallen order yeah she kind of comes in and towards the latter end of the game but that book really gets to spend a lot of time with her yeah. and seeing how she kind of feels like the the black sheep in the group and how she's kind of dealing with her own trauma of what happened with the night sisters mm -hmm. 
yeah, it's a really good book and cannot recommend it highly enough. Yeah. Love it. All right. My pick for book of the year. I had to do the sweep. Had to do the sweep. Inquisitor <laughs> Rise of the Red Blade. It's so good. It, it was hard because I, I was picking between two. I was It was going to be this one or it was going to maybe be Eye of Darkness mm-hmm. just for the way that, it, that George Mann kicks off phase three in such a spectacular fashion. But then what tipped it for me was I started thinking about, okay, in two, three years, if I'm asked to look back on 2023 mm-hmm. Star Wars publishing, how am I going to think about it? And... I just came to the conclusion, I'm going to think about it as the year that Red Blade came out. Mm. It's the defining book for me. Again, we've talked about it ad nauseum on this episode already, but there's just so much going on in this book from the personal story to telling an institutional story about the Jedi and their struggles at the end of the Clone Wars Mm -hmm. and how the war sort of erodes a lot of the bonds between the Jedi. And it is not a story that at the end of the day gives a very, I guess you could say comforting moral. There are morals to the story. There are lessons. But they're ones that kind of sit with you uneasily. Yeah. You know, I think... In the episode that you did with Delilah, Mm -hmm. where you interviewed her and she was talking about how one of the things that really stuck out for me from that interview was her talking about that one of the morals of the story is about how institutions will not always change for you. Yeah. That you might be a black sheep, you may not fit in and you may want you know, whatever your, you know, whatever community or whatever to fit in to accommodate you is you will try. And sometimes the answer you'll get back is no. Yeah. You will just get the answer of you don't belong here. Right. And that is both a reality and that is also something that's very hard to sit with. Yeah. I mean, we started this whole conversation, this awards with talking about Battle for the Arena, which is this story about finding community and finding your people. Yeah. Uh, but then Red Blade is the other end of the spectrum of like, like sometimes it is very hard to find your people. And sometimes sometimes you just don't find your people. Yeah. And that's a very uncomfortable, but it's also a true story. It's very much a real story. So I think it's it's a very complicated and complex book that you really have to sit with and think about the story that it's telling you, really grapple with the morals that it is passing along. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think about the book a lot. And when I had Charles on to um, talk about the book not that long ago, um, yeah, we really got into a lot of like, you know, it's it's not an easy book to read in that um, it really makes you, it may, really like disappoints you. Yeah. Um, but that's what makes it great. Yes, is like, exactly. Yeah, because not, not every Star Wars story, not every story in general that you're going to read is going to like give you like leave you with good feelings like sometimes that doesn't happen and that doesn't mean it's not a good story it just means like it's, it's a very real hard-hitting story and sometimes we need those um so shout out to delilah for writing one of those and um we, i think it was good that we got it i think we need more stories like that um you know it's it's not that we need fewer happy endings it's just like sometimes um sometimes you need those stories that make you go oh yeah like that's very very true and not awesome <laughs> Yeah. 
So yeah, I ultimately had to give it to Red Blade for that reason. Love it. Both very good books. All very good books this year. Um, I can't believe like it was so hard to pick in a lot of these categories yeah. because all of it was so good. Um, and you know, shout out to everyone who had a book out this year or who worked on a book this year. Um, and you know, it's there's a lot to think about and there's a lot we've talked about a lot we've thought about a lot um and what i'm most excited for i think is seeing you know what we're going to get in 2024 we know a lot of it but maybe not everything but then um you know like who knows who knows and i I like a little bit of mystery there but this year was so good and i can't believe it's over i can't believe that we're done with star wars books for the year Um, i know but uh that's it. We did the thing. Yes, we did. Um, that was fun. We yes, definitely have to do that again next year. And we will, we, you know, this is an experiment. And we will see, um, we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, maybe keep track of things throughout the year. Maybe come up with some more categories. Definitely do some comics. Yes, we are, our, our goal is yeah. that when we do this, this time next year, we're going to have a best comic category. Yeah. Because you deserve recognition, comic book authors. Yes, you do. (laughs) And we're so sorry that we didn't get to more comics. But uh, as you'll hear in a few episodes from now, uh, we're working on that. Um, Along with that, um, we are, we are, we have, we have talked about our, our best, our favorite Star Wars books of 2023. There are a few more episodes left for you for the year. Um. And uh, I hope you listen to those too. And I hope that um, for those of you who listen to the show one episode or many episodes this year, uh, thank you for doing that. Thank you for listening to uh, our discussions, our uh, my interviews, you know, different people's thoughts on Star Wars books and related things. Um, it's been a fantastic year and I cannot wait to see what 2024 has in store for Star Wars publishing and for all the authors and all the readers who love these books um, and can't wait to have more. Thank you for podcasting with me again. <laughs> My pleasure as always. Uh, tell the people where they can find you and all your Star Wars opinions on the internet. All right. If you want to follow me on X and do so at a larger view pod. If you want to hear my other Star Wars opinions, you can listen to me over as a co-host on Clashing Sabers on their main show. You can also listen to me on Space Swifties, a Star Wars and Taylor Swift podcast that I co-host with you. Happy uh, uh, 2023, everyone. <laughs> sure. Um, happy New Year-ish. Um, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you liked this format, um, first of all, let me know. But also, uh, I want to hear your favorites for the year. Um, you know where to find all the things. Uh I want, I want to know. I want to know uh, how many uh, bests uh, you had in common with us. Um, what you loved from the year. Um, it, this is a celebration of all of our favorite things from 2023. Um, Star Wars book related. So thank you for uh, listening to us. And as always, for listening in general. Can't wait for what's to come. Now This Is Lit is part of the Far Away Fandom Network. It is produced by Devor Mondum. 
and written, hosted, and edited by me. Jose Jimenez designed a podcast art. Keep up with the show on Substack at Now This Is Lit and find the show wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to support the show, all the ways you can do that are in the description. For more book reviews and Star Wars book celebration, follow Star Wars book reviews on Instagram and TikTok. <laughs>